Howdy, friends, and welcome back to the Thinking Pilates podcast, where we're having rich conversations not only about Pilates and the Pilates mindset, but about how people move and are moved, the way we think about each other and we play together, how we form relationships with and through movement, and a whole lot of other human-y good things that we think you're going to love. I'm Chantel Lopez. I'm the creator of Said Shenanigans, and I am joined by my delightful co-host, James Crater. We are deeply grateful for your time and attention, as always, and appreciate your feedback, your shares on social media, and your reviews on iTunes, because that kind of love is what keeps us going, keeping you inspired and curious, we hope, for a very, very long time. And now, for the show. Welcome to episode 65, everybody. We are doing a curiosity mashup. James and I thought it was about time that we heard from some of our listeners in regards to this really cool theme that we've got going on for season three, curiosity. So we put out an invitation and asked you to share with us your curiosity muse or muses, which could be people or places or things or events, situations in the past or currently happening. And we got some really, really cool contributions. So we're going to launch right into some of those. And then we have a very cool live snippet for you where we circle back to one of the teachers who contributed to talk about how she is incorporating this idea of curiosity very specifically in her studio with her students. We're also doing something a little bit different this time around, and we have a couple of sponsors that we want to share with you, but we're going to do that midway in the podcast this time, just playing with the format and seeing what works and what flows and making sure that you get right to the juicy stuff as soon as possible. So as always, without further ado, here we go. Hello, Chantel and James. This is Brooke Fricke from Richmond, Virginia. And I just wanted to thank you for inviting um, us quote-unquote normal folk to um, share our thoughts and our inspirations with you. Um, I love hearing from all of our kind of stars in the Pilates world and industry, but um, I just really also love hearing from people who are, you know, doing the day-to-day. I mean, not that our Pilates stars aren't doing the day-to-day. Of course they are, but, um, you know, as a studio owner and as a teacher, I, um, I think I am just really inspired by people who get up every day and are, um, you know, continue to be ignited and, um, remaining curious about the work after, you know, five years, 10 years, uh, for me, 18 years of teaching. And honestly, I am, um, you know, I have my days, of course. Uh, boy, do I have my days. <laughs> but I, I really just am so tickled, you know, almost um, most of the time to be able to do this, to be able to share this work. And um, and to see the impact that it has in people's lives. And 
So to answer your first question, I guess what lights my curiosity flame? I don't really have one answer. I would say everything. Um, I am super curious. I feel like if I didn't have, if I didn't do this, I probably would have been a researcher of some kind. I love, um, I love learning. I love uh, being inspired by just totally different things aside from Pilates, um, and probably to a detriment almost. And <laughs> I work with Chantelle. I'm actually resuming my mentorship with her in February, and she has been an incredibly a uh, huge force in igniting my my uh, my curiosity um, more so than it was before, but also more importantly than igniting it is actually reining it in in a way that has helped me define so much of um, what I love and i i i'm you know i'm kind of a i'm definitely not a grounded person in terms of um, where my mind and thoughts and inspirations and dreams go. I could, I mean, I could, I would change everything every day if I could. <laughs> if I'm not comfortable with something, I change it, which is good to a degree. But I also, um, Chantelle has been really teaching me to listen to myself and patience, patience, patience. That's my mantra for 2019 is patience. And I think... What, in, what is igniting my curiosity is, honestly, without sounding superficial, it's me. Um, I, and that Chantel is a big part of this, I've always looked outside of myself for inspiration and feeling like I'm not good enough and that I didn't know enough and that, and I have so much education under my belt and so much reading under my belt and just loads of information, just overloaded with information probably. And through my work with Chantel and my own um, deeper exploration and my own mindfulness practice, I have really, really started to break into stuff that, break into stuff inside of myself um, and learning to be confident and learning to be, to trust. I think trust is another big word. Uh, that goes along with my patience word, my patience mantra. Um, willing to trust what I know and to be, I guess, courageous enough to share that and to be okay and to be happy. Those aren't really the words I'm looking for, but you know, to be thrilled, I guess, with what I'm what, with what I'm giving to people. Um, and and it's hard because I struggle with I really really struggle with um, not feeling good enough. Um, and I think a lot of us do. We just don't share that. Um, so who's encouraging me to be curious? Well, I think people like you, um, you guys, without blowing up smoke up your ass. Um, Chantel, you've been an enormous force in my life in the last year, um, coming back from living abroad and just kind of where do I go from there? And um, I kind of lost sight of my business as I was um, being so far away from it for so long. And um, I felt really vulnerable when I returned to the States last year. And I just, I'm sitting in my new studio now and I, I'm, in, I'm in love with it. I've fallen in love with, <laughs> with what I'm doing again. And um, I have you to thank for that. And James, I just, you know, I'm always reading your blogs and I hope to meet you one day. But you guys are um, a true inspiration to me in terms of 
you know, just going kind of against the grain. And um, I'm a big believer that, you know, the, the masses really aren't always telling us the truth. It's what m many of us believe is the truth. But I really, you know, I'm into this whole idea that it takes one or just a small group of people to change the world. So <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow with a, that little group. I'm going to get into that little herd. Um, and then also, I think, in, in terms of like my Pilates, Pilates, I've decided that next year I'm going to, in addition to my mentorship with Chantil, I'm going um, to study with someone I've always wanted to study with, which is Rael Izakowicz. Because to me, he embodies, um, he embodies this, the, the spirit of Pilates, which is something that is becoming more and more important to me, um, you know, given the idea that, you know, Joseph didn't really talk about the exercises and the movement as much um, as more of the holistic approach to it. And so I am, I'm actually really trying to go in that direction with myself, with my teaching, with how I, with how I advertise my studio. And it's hard because it's not as sexy, right? It's not, it's, it's, it, uh, it's, I think it's going to take a lot more coming back to my word, patience, because it's, you know, people want that turn and burn, and they want, um, and nothing's wrong with that, but being confident enough to know that what I'm offering is truly magical, and taking the time and letting that sink into the people in my community who that idea resonates with. So that's, I think that's it. I was going to record this and then re-record it and probably re-record it and re-record it, but I think I'm just going to send you this because it feels really honest to me. My name is Bonnie Lefebvre. I've been teaching Pilates for over 20 years now, and I own a studio in Carson City, Nevada named Marie Align. So what drives and inspires my curiosity today is my desire to find that one thing that can catapult my teaching and personal practice to the next level. I completely realize that I'll probably never find that one thing, but that's okay. I've learned to accept this because I know that as we continue to grow and expand in our lives and careers, we hopefully continue to crave changing and bringing new and exciting things into our lives and students' lives. It's like being reborn. So why am I curious about finding this one thing? Well, let's see. To start, most of my students are in the age range of 50 to 82, and I find most are just doing the exercises, and I know that there's so much more than, than just doing an exercise. The Pilates method is super important in my teaching and practice, but currently I feel what I'm curious about is beyond the scope of studying more Pilates. I teach the method today to the best of my ability and will always, but I'm finding that there is no singular approach to having an enriched movement experience. And it's more than just a one person fits all approach. So this year, my personal and teaching practice is focused on how being curious can heighten the movement experience and bring it to a new and different level. Is it breath, patience? Is it grounding, release, awareness? Or is it something else? The sky is the limit. Don't be afraid to listen to your body. It is smarter than you think and it might surprise you and make you smile. What could be better? You know, when I was sitting on the couch with my husband thinking of what I was going to say for this podcast, my husband said, I should use this quote from Steve Jobs as it pretty much sums up my life in Pilates world. The quote is, stay hungry, stay foolish, stay curious. Thanks to Chantel and James for bringing curiosity into my life. 
Hi, Chantelle. Hi, James. People inspire me. People light my curiosity flame. People in particular, starting with my school biology teacher way back when I was 12 or 13, she made me curious about the human body. I thought of the human body as this amazing machine. I didn't have any clue I was going to be a biology teacher or be a Pilates teacher. I didn't have many aspirations. But she had passion and it came across. Her eyes lit up with passion when she talked about the human body. And I've never forgotten it. I had a university lecturer called Kathy Walsh, who, again, I, I would never forget for her passion. But in addition, she had this amazing ability to teach and speak with authority. And I think that was her subject knowledge clearly coming across. And I think that's so important because you, you trust in that person who's in front of you. And she could make a, a whiteboard come alive with information and a marker pen. Um, Shirley Johnson was my first Pilates teacher. And she's the lady that had probably the greatest effect on me. She encouraged me as a student to train to be a Pilates teacher. And here I am, and it's going really, really well. So thank you, Shirley Johnson. Thank you for believing in me. That's been so important. Anula Mayberg is somebody who I've met just last year in October. I did some workshops with Anula. I'd come across Anula on social media. I'm Instagramming now and, and Anula really caught something in, in my attention. And I just, I loved her style. And then when we met at the workshops and everything then crystallised, I get what her crusade is and I'm I'm with her and everyone else who's on that that crusade of being creative, being experimental with what we do. And that's why she inspires me. Um she's fearless, I guess. Um in in saying it's okay to be experimental, it's okay to be creative. And let's find connection with with our students and with each other and support and they're, they're all so so powerful those things and you know the people that inspire me the most they've got to be my students the the people in front of me every day every class is different and and how does does that work how does that inspire me well basically we 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 do a class, we communicate, we do stuff and we go, well, where next? It makes me think constantly every day, every week, where are we going next with these moves or the people in front of me? I'm learning about them. I'm learning about moving and we're all growing. So I grow, my students grow and there's connection. What inspires the spirit of curiosity for me as a teacher is a bit of a nerdy answer the Conscious Competence Learning Matrix. First introduced to me seven years ago while I was studying for the PMA exam has been a huge influence on my teaching style. It speaks to me on an intuitive and practical level when working with my students on learning and skill development. There's ultimately five levels and the idea to stay curious, to decipher where our clients are developmentally and that each level is appropriate has really helped me in staying comfortable, confident, and present in my teaching. The first level of learning development called unconscious incompetence is so crucial to honor for the sake of our students 
and the longevity of ourselves as teachers. This is where our students are not only struggling with a skill, but more importantly, they aren't aware yet. And at this stage, they may even deny the relevance or usefulness of doing things a different way. Staying curious, patient, and creative during this process has been key for me. It is far less painful and hopefully enjoyable and actually works faster in the long run than trying to skip steps. So not only do our students acquire skills more organically, they develop autonomy and internal motivation because they now see the value and benefit behind doing things in a different way. Observing and giving space for my students and where they are on the matrix of learning keeps me relaxed and neutral as a teacher. I'm not pressured to have or give answers. For me, my job is to continue developing my reflective competence as a teacher, my ability to clearly articulate both the nuts and bolts and the finer details of an exercise, and observing my students to know how much information to give in the present moment. And now for your short commercial break. We are taking a quick pause in this wonderful conversation to share a couple of things with you that we think are really in support of this idea of curiosity. We're bringing back one of our sponsors from last season, Momentum Fest, which James and I are both on board to present at, which is happening in June in Denver, Colorado, actually just outside of Denver, kind of smack between Denver and Boulder. The festival will be held at the Westin Westminster in Westminster, Colorado on June 21st through 23rd. That's a Friday through Sunday. And the schedule of classes has just been released just a few days ago. Um, it's currently January 21st. So if you're interested in coming to this wonderful movement celebration, you're going to want to check out MomentumFest.com and look at the schedule, get your tickets. I attended last year as a sponsor myself for the festival and took my kids on a road trip from California to Colorado, which was just amazing experience for all of us. But the festival itself was so sweet. And in fact, I was really impressed by how well it went off for its inaugural year. It is truly an opportunity to just be around people who love to move. There are a lot of teachers, there are a lot of students, and everybody is just having a good time. It's in a beautiful setting, it's easy to get to, and it really is one of these events where you don't feel like you have to wear the right clothes or say the right things or look a certain way. It's just a bunch of people moving and having a good time together. So if you're interested in doing something really fun and fantastic and good for your body this summer, June 21st through 23rd, join James and I at Momentum Fest in Westminster, Colorado. You can get all the information at MomentumFest.com, but hurry because the classes are already filling up. They've got a variety of classes just plain old movement classes, yoga classes, Pilates classes, non-denominational classes, and then a bunch of us are teaching Pilates equipment classes. And I know those classes have limited spaces. So once again, MomentumFest.com to grab up your tickets. 
Our second sponsor for this season is the Science and Psychology of Teaching Master's Program. That program is a five-month online, highly interactive and integrative program for teachers who have already developed a certain level of confidence in their teaching and who are looking to take it a step further and develop the skill of teaching itself. Co-created by myself and my colleague, Ann Bishop, founder of Body Brain Connect, the program deep dives into body and brain science, motivational science, humanistic psychology, and the inter and intrapersonal relationships of teacher and student, among many, many, many other things. The program for 2019 starts very soon. We launch on Monday, February 18th, and we still have some spaces left. You can get all the information you need at PilatesMastersProgram.com. Ann and I are still doing one-on-one Q&As, and if you're interested in hooking up with us and chatting a bit about the program and getting your questions answered, you can go to the website and click on the Q&A calls. That'll give you an opportunity to sign up for a one-on-one. We're also doing regular Facebook Live Q&A sessions, and if you dig around on my page, Chantel Lopez, you'll find find the recordings of the last three that we've done, and that will give you plenty of information and hopefully a bit of insight and inspiration as well. Some of the details of the program that are really exciting and make it so unique are that it is a project-based program, which means that in conjunction with learning a lot of really cool cutting-edge material around brain science and other things, you will be working on a project which you'll bring to fruition by the end of the program. And the end of the program culminates in a live event here in California in wine country at Ann Bishop's studio in Petaluma. And it is a lovely four-day event that gives you a chance to really dig in and apply the material in a very exciting way. Again, the website is PilatesMastersProgram.com. You can get on a Q&A call or sign up for a one-on-one to ask your questions of Anne and I. You can also download a sample syllabus on the website. And if you have any direct questions and you want to just reach out, feel free to send me a note at Chantil at SkillfulTeaching.com. And now back to your regular programming. So... You've heard some really great things from a lot of the teachers uh, who are listening and um, following along this season as we tackle the idea of curiosity and we're having some really great conversations. I wanted to bring Bonnie Lefebvre back on because she has been just doing some really cool stuff, uh, particularly around curiosity, and I thought it would be a really fun addition to talk to her live. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, how are you, Chantal? I'm doing well. It's sunny, so I'm really happy about that. The rain has finally stopped, um, so yes. it's a beautiful day and so lovely to talk with you. Um, Bonnie, why don't you introduce yourself? I've been in the uh, Pilates industry for the past 20 years. Um, I own a studio in Carson City where I teach private and semi-private sessions. Um, I'm married, and I have a, a boy who's um, twenty, almost 24 years old. I think we call that a man, Bonnie. 
I think so. <laughs> After I, said that, I was like, okay, he's not a boy anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, so crazy. Hmm. He'll always be my little boy, though, right? I know, I know. I have that conversation with my own son over and over again. <laughs> um, so Bonnie uh, and I have been working together for quite some time now, which is exciting. Our paths have intertwined in lots of different ways. Um, last season, Bonnie, you did something really cool with the idea of celebration. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, after I heard your podcast, you and James, you had talked about celebration. You had asked your people that you were talking to on the podcast what they were celebrating in their in their movement practice for the year. And I thought, how can I bring this into my studio with my students? So I just kind of came up with a little um, a little card that I asked them to write what they wanted to celebrate in their movement and Pilates practice and any other practices that they were doing, um, you know, yoga or, or strength training or whatever. And they came up with just some really fun, uh, fun answers. And I just posted them up on the wall all year. And we just kept kind of referring back to them. And it was just kind of interesting to see. I don't have a large studio, so it's not like I have a lot of students coming in daily. It's basically the same people. But it was just kind of fun to have it up on the wall and have people check them out every so often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you did something similar, uh, but, but you went like a step further with the idea of curiosity. I did. I, when I heard this one on your <laughs> podcast, I was like, oh, how can I bring this one to my students now? So I came up with like a little questionnaire that I asked them how, you know, what, what they are curious about learning more of in their Pilates practice for the year and how could they bring their experience to a deeper level rather than just doing. Um, and I picked out my top uh, word choices like breath, awareness, patience, release, grounding. And I had them circle one that was meaningful to them. And then I had them explain why they were curious about their choice and how mm. they think it will enrich their, their movement and Pilates practice. So cool. And I told them, I, also, I said, if, you know, if there's another word that comes to mind for them that's not on this list, feel free to put it in, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. just let me know. Yeah. And then uh, um, there's so much that I think is wonderful about that. And uh, I mentioned you actually this weekend, uh, Anne Bishop and I were doing oh. a Facebook Live uh, Q&A for the master's program. And one of the teachers who's coming into um, the cohort this year was just saying that she was going to be implementing a um, like a student questionnaire, right, to check in with the students uh, so they could do self-evaluation. And I thought of you immediately because there are so many different ways of doing self-evaluation, you know, providing that opportunity for our students. And I thought that this was a really interesting way to do that. And it's different than a lot of us think it it needs to be done. You know, it's not clinical. It doesn't have to do with, um, it doesn't have to do with technique or repertoire or reaching specific movement goals. Um, so I just, I was talking about you because I just thought it was, um, it just offered a really rich experience for your students to focus in in a different way. Um, what what came of it? Like, what what was the outcome? Like, what were you 
what was some of the things that people said and what was surprising maybe about that? Oh, gosh, it is just totally, it, the answers that are coming back are far more than I ever thought I would get. I thought, you know, I'd get, well, yeah, I want to work on, on breath a little more so I can breathe a little better or, you know, like typical goals that mm. people talk about. We would review goals every year. So mm-hmm. they were kind of used to that, but I've kind of stepped away from that. And I, I like, you know, getting into something a little deeper besides goals. Yeah. And um, it's just the, the answers people are giving are just beautiful and so meaningful. And it's really made me look at at them and how they practice Pilates with me in a, in a different way. Um, one woman is had a lot of issues come up lately in her body and she chose patience because she needs, said she needs to give herself patience to know that she can't maybe do some of the things that she used to do in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought, Oh, you know, it, it's like, it's like I, I knew that in a way in my, in my heart somewhere, mm-hmm. but to have her actually say that it was like, <sighs> wow. And so it kind of stepped me back a little bit to look at my students in a different way as well through some of these, um, answers. Someone else um, chose, um, what was it here? Um, release. And I thought, oh, she's probably going to say she wants to release with balls and things. But she mm-hmm. was like, I need to release being anxious in my session and know that my, you know, my eyes are on her. She would get a little nervous with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, I need to learn to release my anxiety when mm. I come into a session. And I thought, wow, that's really deep too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it just, it, uh, it's really, mm, it's a powerful thing. I think when we provide our students with an opportunity to, um, look honestly at their own experiences in terms of their work with us, um, and, and mm-hmm. ask these kinds of questions that, um, leave the field wide open, right? And because I think that we are constantly relating to them in terms of, you know, movement goals and skills that we're trying to help them uh, acquire or getting out of pain or, you know, we have we have all of these very specific intentions through movement, what we want to do, but I think it's really easy. Well, and the other thing is that we are preoccupied that by that, not just because of what we teach, but I think also because we think our students are preoccupied by those things, right? Like they're goal-oriented and goal-driven. They want to see results, which I don't think is untrue, but um, isn't it interesting that the things that are coming up at the very top of their list have nothing to do with, um, you know, doing something specific, you know, like doing a specific movement. Exactly. That's what I'm so, like, thrilled about because I feel like, okay, we've already gotten to a deeper level. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I was thinking a deeper level movement-wise, but I've gotten to a deeper level just knowing where they're coming from in their their bodies today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then how has that shifted the, like, how has that influenced the work that you're doing with them and or your relationship to teaching them? Um, I think I've just kind of, step back a little bit and just kind of let a session happen um, that day. I, I try not to plan my sessions. I've, I've kind of stepped away from that. I might have something where I start with some sort of a release or breath or something, and then I'll see where, you know, where is it going to go from there. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not so focused on um, what I'm seeing in their bodies, even though that's important. That sounds mm. kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm more important on how it's more important on like how are they feeling as they're doing it. Uh, yeah. And how, when they leave a session. Yeah. And how are you like? How are you assessing that for yourself? Like, what what are the indicators? Like, what do you okay. notice? in terms of feeling like, are you just noticing differently or are you actually asking them questions? Both. Mm-hmm. both. I would mm-hmm. say both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know when you let go of being so specific in your teaching and I'm a very specific teacher and mm-hmm. I, I've kind of stepped away from that a little bit and mm-hmm. just let things go. And I don't know, maybe it's just me feeling better about my session that I teach and seeing, you know, how they walk out, but it, it's just, um, it's a nice way to teach. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm making any sense here, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what I would say too, just from knowing you and working with you so intimately on, you know, like on the way that you present your work and the way you work with your students uh, in different, you know, uh, aspects, you are very technically strong and technically driven. And um, I think that brings so much value to your students. But I also think that what happens is that we go through these phases, right, of having different priorities uh, without losing things that are still of value to us you know, it doesn't devalue those things like technique or form, um, but that you're in a different phase of your teaching where there is something else that's maybe at the top of your priority list. And uh, I see teachers, and for myself too, always like swinging, right? This just kind of interesting dance between, um, you know, what we're really committed to. And it's nice. I think it's what gives teaching depth And it also, um, you know, we talked about this briefly in relationship to this particular thing, um, that it can be something that keeps us from feeling burnt out, um, you know, when we're only kind of teaching in one tone, right? So I just, I see it as this really sweet, like just oscillation between what's really important to you and, um, it's really, it's really cool to see how that's bringing out a whole different aspect in the way that your students are, are, you know, approaching their sessions as well as you. So I just was so moved by that when you shared that with James and I via email a few weeks ago. And, and I'm really honored that you were um, willing to come on and chat with us about it. It's the perfect podcast. And I, um, I'm really grateful for both of your contributions um, so thank you, Bonnie. Appreciate that so much. You're welcome. Thank you for inspiring me to take this deeper into my own studio and my practice as well as a teacher. Well, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm.